Ask the Podcast Coach for August 13th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back on a Saturday. Big thanks to Dave Hooper, who filled in for me again last week. And Dave, that's not again bad. That's again good. <laughs> Did a nice job. It's hard to bring it uh, a couple weeks in a row. He filled in for me, I, I think, in between. But big thanks. Uh, good show. I listened to it on the way home. I had to go move help my mother-in-law prepare to move which i hate moving but i don't mind helping other people move like that's so i drove down to texas spent some time with them and then drove back up so listen to it on the way back well done it it sounds like a fun time though how how long a drive from nebraska to dallas it's 12 hours (laughs) and you did that in one weekend one one shot yeah well friday i left like six o'clock on friday now that we hit Dallas at rush hour. So that was a 14 hour day. Let's just be clear about that. And yeah. then, um, but got me thinking about podcast movement as I was driving through Dallas, I yeah. was like, Oh, I could come back in two weeks and be here for, I won't be, but, but I was, th- I thought about it. And then, uh, 12 ish on the way back. It's not bad. You see nothing. It's, you know, Dallas, Oklahoma city, Topeka, Wichita, Omaha. Those are, and it's a straight shot. So mm. good time to catch up on podcasts. Podcast. I listened <laughs> hours. Do you, do you find Dave? Uh, oh, hold on. Let me, I got, I got a question for you. Let's, uh, let's do what we need to do and then I'll come back to the question. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm, I don't know why I have somehow lost the ability to remember where all the fun filled sound effects are. Oh, that's why it's pink. I labeled it wrong. Cause you know, driving had to make you thirsty. Oh, for sure. Can you? I, I and I drank a lot of coffee. Yeah, that that that's time. always fun. That'll lead to some uh, frequent stops. But uh, that coffee co- pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at PodcastBranding.co. We're going to see if Dave can upload slides. He can and do a commercial at the same time. Mark is awesome because not only is he a phenomenal graphic artist, but he's also a podcaster. He's going to sit down with you and talk to you about your podcast, about your website, about your lead magnets, your artwork, whatever you need. And he's going to listen to your show to make sure that it matches whatever vibe you're trying to send out there. And I don't know that you're going to get that from some cheap skate on Fiverr. Mark is going to do it, and he's going to do it right there next to you so he completely understands what you're trying to do. And that way, you don't have to do it over and over and over. Now, he will, if for some reason his first draft doesn't match exactly what you're looking for but between you and me that's never happened um he usually gives you a couple different options and i just go yes that one and that's how it works so if you want to look great check out mark over at podcastbranding.co always so good of course, big thanks to our friend over there, Dan LeFebvre. We're based on a true story podcast found at based on a true story podcast.com. Dan was actually on Home Gadget Geeks two weeks ago. So the Thursday before I left to go down to Texas, Dan came on the show. We had a good time, a uh, good time talking tech and some camera stuff. So if you're interested in that kind of conversation around it and uh, uh, pictures and cameras and podcasting and that kind of stuff, Dan joins me. 
HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Dave, that was one of those episodes that I recorded, edited, <laughs> produced, made a blog post, all before I went to bed on Thursday. I, I normally oh, do geez. the video on Friday, and then I do the show notes on Saturday. And I was going to be on the road. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to mess around with you know. Um, I didn't want to mess around with trying to do it remotely or whatever. So you, it's funny. You can compress like I compress that all. Normally that maybe be a four hour process, and I probably compressed it into two just to get it done. Um, Dan was a great guest though. Great to have him on. And so Dan, appreciate you coming on. And what's fun is I'm behind the scenes trying to find my own uh, Twitter spaces. Oh. And because it was it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, I forgot to start that. And um, yeah, they don't want to, they don't need to hear all the well, shenanigans that we do in the beginning. Well, it's anyway. so weird because you're like, all right, I should be able to find my own. It is mine after all. So I'm holding down the Twitter spaces button and that's nothing going on. Uh, they now have a Twitter space button at the top. Maybe if I go to my profile, I realize that this is riveting audio. Why introducing. Have you seen this? Twitter uh, is no. Twitter's now pimping NFTs. Oh, uh, they're like, you want to add an NFT to your profile? I'm like, no. I just here we go. I'm like, I just want to find my uh, crypto's recovering nicely right now. If you're into that value for value yeah. proposition that, uh, that 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 Todd keeps talking about, and you're getting satoshis instead of two cents, they're worth maybe three. Three, but. The, that's the fun thing. That's a, pretty, it, that's a pretty big increase, though. Two to three. Thirty-three percent. I'll take yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah right on. Well, what's interesting is I um found there's this tool called Albi. In fact, I'll be making a video on this. It's much easier now to set your show up to be oh, I just found out something very bad. Okay, we're gonna close down the Twitter space. If you've oh. already if you've already started pressing record on the roadcaster and you realize, oops, I forgot to set up Bluetooth to tie into the phone. Uh, yeah. They're not going to let you do that. Sorry. Right. Twitter. Sorry. Twitter spaces. Uh, anyway. So um, it's super easy now to set your podcast up. What is still kind of missing, although it is getting better is how do I, it's not one click easy yet for the listener. Cause there are things, there are new podcast apps. This show is set up to do that. But I started using this Alby. It's A-L-B-Y. I think it's getalby.com to uh, set that up. And it's cool. But the the kind of bad news is where before I was using a full node. We're going to get our, our nerd on here. And to make a long story short, I couldn't see what was going on. I just, I logged into an app and it was like, oh, you've got, you know, $13 over the last six months or something like that. So I never saw how the money was coming in. I just saw the total and now I see how money is coming in and there are people that are paying me. And again, I'm not complaining Two Satoshis per minute, which when you do the math on it is three cents an hour. And I realize what's happened is there is a, there's an app called fountain where people will actually, they will pay the fountain app will pay you Satoshis to listen because they're trying to get people into like, what is this whole Satoshi thing? And so those same people who have no idea the value of a Satoshi, because it's it's a millionth of a millionth of a millionth of something. It's of really Bitcoin. yeah, of Bitcoin. And um so constant but so it's interesting that I can now see and I'll be able to see if, if people send a, a boost, which is where you can send a message and attach some sort of value to it. So it's uh 
that that is getting easier. It's still not the thing again that I think if we really want that to work is you've got to be not a super geek, but it's still at this point, I have to tie my bank to an app. I then take that app and send money to my wallet that sends money to the podcast. There's too many. There's like Mm -hmm. three things into it, but we do have um, some housekeeping. We have a follow-up to uh, a a question that I was like, oh, this is great. And I I looked through this. I don't think I put down who did this. This might be Randy Cantrell, or I think it was Randy Cantrell that mentioned. But basically, if you have a sticky Zoom H6, um, the person wrote this in, and this was like three weeks ago, so I'm sorry it took so long to get to this. He said, I heard someone on the show last week talk about their Zoom H6 and the finish on the device being either kind of sticky or, or tacky. He says, I also have the same issue with mine. And after storing it in a hard shell case that it came in, if you've ever seen those, it's like this little plastic coffin for your Zoom H6. He goes, I did that for about six months. I removed the vice to find the rubbery outer shell to be extremely tacky and sticky. And after hearing your show last week and hearing that someone else suffered from the same thing, I thought I would reach out to Zoom. And this was their response. Hello, this issue is covered under warranty regardless of the date of purchase. If you would like to ship your device to our office in New York, we can offer a new replacement at no cost. To set up a return, I will need the following information to write up an RA form, which is your name, your your typical stuff. Uh, Please note, you cannot send in the device without a return, so you have to have this form. Um, But basically, it sounds like, um, you know, sincerely, customer support from Zoom North America. Um, Just have them go to the website and go to the contact form and explain the issue. And they'll send you that uh, email. Um, hope this helps. Love the show. Boost. Oh, I do. It's Scott from uh, Talking Beards podcast. You can find it at talkingbeards.com. So, so it sounds like a defective, um, not a component, but a cover, right? Or uh, right? Where yeah, the, it, whatever it, material they use is deteriorating. That or to me, it's just like if you spill Coke on the counter and you let it dry, it's just super sticky, and it just collects dirt and everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, yeah, your mice have the same problem sometimes. Yeah. You know, they've got that rubbery stuff on it. Oh, and yeah. if, you, if you never clean it, it kind of collects it. <laughs> and then you go to touch it one day. Isn't that weird? It can be. It's actually been that way for a long time. But one day you notice, and you're like, oh, God, <laughs> like, what is this yeah. crawl? off my mouse i think it's the same um you looked on the underside of a mouse oh it's it's dirty i just bought a new mouse pad because my mouse pad which i then found out after i threw it away i could have probably washed it i didn't realize that but uh um craig says i had a sticky h6 i thought it's the salt in the air because i live near the sea i removed the stickness off with a cloth and alcohol yep when in doubt um it took me about five hours though and Craig, did it ever get really back to its like original condition, or was it just good enough? Because that with that kind of material, sometimes it just never really recovers, right? And it sounds like Zoom is starting to see that, and they're like, "Yeah, we we got a bad batch in the manufacturing, or somebody put a cheap." You know, they I'm sure they contract that the building of their products out, so somebody probably put that on there, and they discovered it, like, "Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't put that material." You know, so yeah. sounds like they're going to cover it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Daniel says, yeah, cheap rubber like that. He says, I had a Nintendo Wii 
with an official controller and a third party. The official rubber stayed nice for years while the third party dried, broke apart, and got sticky. Yeah. yeah. That's disgusting, too, when it when it gets like, <laughs> yuck. Yeah. It's and terrible. Uh, you had mentioned uh, how sticky mice get. DR says, she's. I'm thinking of switching to a trackball for editing. And those can be kind of cool. I had one once, and it was amazing because you don't move your mouse anymore. You just have to get really good with your thumb. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, but, but remember remember in the old days before your mice were were uh, right like you had a ball under there and you'd mm. have to pop that out from time to time yeah. because just like it was disgusting what would get caught up in the uh, in mm. the ball in there right you'd have to blow that out and do some other stuff the 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 hand trackball has the same problem it's just skin and oil from yeah. your hands and toast you know, when you're eating, you eat around your computer. Some people don't, but I do. Gets in your. You ever taken your keyboard? I know. Well, we're talking about disgusting things. You ever taken your keyboard and just shook it out, like tapped it, oh. hold it upside down, and tap it on your desk? And that that'll to, to watch I mean, all the Dorito crumbs fall out uh, the box. Yeah, so, what, somebody <laughs> called that key, key keyboard crumbles or uh, <laughs> keyboard trail mix was the <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's disgusting. You're just like, oh, that was in my keyboard. Are yeah. you kidding me? So yeah, it's you. You don't if you're listen if you're eating around your desk, and even if you're not. I mean, come on, we're just we're human. We things come off of us, and they make their way into the keyboard. What you know? Think about what's on your hands sometimes. You know, well so. that it's almost as bad as your steering wheel. That's another one that you're like, all of a sudden, one day you just look up and you're like, why, when did my steering wheel become two-tone? And it's like, it's just got gook all over it. Um, Uncle Marv says, when I first worked at my first computer store, we got $30 for cleaning mouse balls. That's a, uh, and the hard part of that is they're so hard to catch. Yeah. Oh, I, I had it set up. There we go. Um, but uh, we are going to bring back an old favorite, so... We haven't talked about this in a long time, and I saw it three times, three times in the Facebook group, which is good. It means we have new people podcasting, and they, they didn't know that. And that is, of course, Jim, you want to guess what our – it's a uh, – who, who, who should I go as a host provider? Oh, that would be – I did see that, uh, um, but that's not it. It's, what it, microphone should I use? No, it's actually the one I think about. It, this is an old favorite, but it, when oh. it comes up, it comes up in droves. How, how do I get more? How do I get more uh, advertisers? <laughs> Can I play music on my podcast? Oh, I yeah. did see that. Yeah. I saw that one, and they got pretty adamant in the post that they that they were fairly sure if we're talking about the same. One, yeah, the ten second rule. 30, yeah, thirty, 30 second. I think yeah. it was thirty second rule. I'm pretty sure the, whoever posted it was like, I'm pretty sure there's a thirty second rule. That allows you to, and, and, you know, Gordon and the yeah. like, when they're like, no, unfortunately, it, it, it's probably more important. We don't talk about maybe the topic, but more of how we handle the topic. I think in those Facebook groups, we just, the, the, the folks who are responding back are just, I know you're tired of hearing these things, but these people don't know this stuff. And right. we've had the advantage of being in those groups for years and, Listen, we asked this question. The reason it's such an old question is because it's been asked by so many times before. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you didn't know this at some point in your podcasting journey either. You didn't know you right. couldn't use music on your stuff. So I think if I want to say one thing is still continue to be nice to people in the groups. Don't do the, 
if well if you just search for it or yeah. you know uh, god we talked about this a thousand times they don't know that they just right. they just came in the group be kind just say yeah no you can't do that you know yeah i always just picture it like if somebody was doing a presentation right and at the beginning of the presentation they say hey there will be a recording for this in case anybody knows and then somebody comes in 10 minutes later and they go hey is there going to be a recording of this oh, yes. you know um yes so i there's a part of you that wants to grow and you're like hey if you would have shown up on time but uh on the other (laughs) hand like you said they don't know that's why they're asking and uh it's better they learn now than you know when they get a takedown notice um and daniel says uh i think it would help a ton if facebook would suggest potentially relevant posts to a member whenever they start a new post that would be great like some tech support yeah i did that um this morning I am doing a presentation at Podcast Movement about the different stats you can get from Spotify and Google and Apple and now Amazon and apparently not Stitcher. Um, I'm I went into Stitcher and I have no stats anymore and I kind of threw it out on Facebook. I go, anybody else like lose their stats in Stitcher? And a few people said, yeah, I got nothing. Oh. And um, so I reached out to Spotify because they have. Uh, I don't know. I don't have my notes, but there's a thing. I think it's called starts and then there are listeners. And both those are people that have listened to up to 60 seconds. Like if I just, if I hit start and stop immediately on Spotify, that counts as a start because it started. And then a listener is anybody that listens to any amount of your, of your show. And I said, so if I understand this right, if I have an hour long show and Susan it's start. Now it's a start. Listens to at least a minute of the show. Now it's a stream. She listens for five minutes and hits stop. Then she goes to a store. She comes back out to her car, hits start again. That's another start. She listens for five minutes. That makes it a stream, but it's only one listener, right? So that's my whole thing. Cause most of the time starts and listeners are in the same boat because it's a listener is anybody that listened to any length. So I reached out to Spotify, and in the process of asking this question, they had like 15 different blog posts. Do you need to read this first before sending it? And I'm like, yes, I've read those. That's why I have this question. So that would be great if Facebook did that. It would be awesome as somebody's typing in, what's the best media? They just go, here, read read this post. But um, Well, I mean, that begs the question. Is Facebook a tech support platform? No, but it'd be great. I mean, if we they... use it that way. Certainly we use it that way. But is it their responsibility to be you know, uh, tech support. We see this all the time. You know, somebody will jump in and be like, Hey, what's wrong with anchor? And somebody will say, well, did you contact anchor? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, why, why the, you know, the wisdom of the crowd has gotten so strong in people's mind that people are going to know the answer before the organization knows the answer in some cases. And, and in some cases it's actually true, but in most cases, the organization or the the company that's doing it, that's really where the, you know, the, the call should go to, or the, the tech support, they're going to know. And I get it. It's convenient to drop it in Facebook and just, you know, post stuff. I, I love the questions that don't have any detail. <laughs> you know, you're just like, Hey, what, what is red? <laughs> like, uh, could, could, could you be more specific? My, on my favorite at, at Libsyn is, uh, my episodes not showing up in Apple. Okay, well, what what's your show and what episode yeah. would be handy yeah, yeah. for that? Yeah, I need I need a few details. Just need a little more details. Now, here's 
Here's another side of this that um, when we talk about, well, they don't know. This th- Somebody said, hey, uh, uh, this was the post in Facebook, pro tips for podcasters. Okay, so this person's like, hey, I got some pro tips for you. I've had my podcast since 2015 and currently uh, in the top 3% in the world. All right, see, Jim's already laughing. If you want to measure your analytics on downloads across all platforms for podcasts, check out a program called PodTrack because apparently your media host doesn't do that. Uh, If you want to see how your podcast stands globally, check out a program called Listen Notes. Just type it into Google. It will show, which is interesting because he's actually showing, it will show you a ton of information if you're looking for guests on your show, which is true. There are tons of groups on Facebook, which is true, such as Need a Guest, or go on Google and check out matchmaker.fm. That's interesting. Uh, If you're trying to leverage your podcast to grow your business, you want to interview your ideal clients. That's true. You want to find your super successful. You want to find both super successful and mid successful, I guess, there on on the show. That will attract more people just like them, and you can then create funnels to sell to them. Mention your website on every episode you publish. Yes. When you're starting a podcast, you want to record at least three shows and upload them all at the same time. That's optional, not mandatory. Uh, This signals Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher, and more that you are going to be aggressive with uploading. Not necessarily true, but okay, I get your point. If you want to have a chance of becoming a top podcaster or get recommended, it's about the velocity of subscribers. And I was like, "Mm, no, because I can get velocity of subscribers by hiring one of those guys that contacts me every half hour to say, would you like me to promote your show? You know, like that's velocity of subscribers. But if you really did have a high velocity of subscribers, it means you're doing things right. So like, it in itself is not the trigger for a lot of things, but it is going to, like, if if you can get a lot of people, real people to subscribe very, very quickly, guess what? Oh, yeah. You got some good momentum going on. Right? Well, we'll, we'll talk bad thing. We'll talk about Tanner Campbell in a second. Uh, he says, the more subscribers you get in a short window of time, the more likely you are to succeed. Okay, yes, true. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions. So the one thing I just wanted to point out, again, this is one of those things that, needs to keep being repeated. And he kind of even hinted that he should know the answer to this. When you see that you are in the top 3% of the world on listen notes, that is like saying I am the top podcaster in Mogador, Ohio. Like, okay, how many, you know, it's, you're saying it's a top 3% against all other podcasts, which goes back to 2000 and whenever. Um, So that listen note stat is kind of caca. A poo-poo. It, and, and when people are quoting it, anybody that knows this, and I even said, dude, I'm not trying to like pee on your, you know, Cheerios here, but like when you quote the listen notes stats to show that you're an expert, anyone who knows that the listen notes stats knows like you just lost your, your credibility. Like don't quote your listen note stats is what I'm saying. And it's just like, ugh. so, um, so I say that to say, be careful who you use as a consultant. So I was like, mm, that's, that's interesting to say the least, but some of the things, just a lot of stuff in there, the whole, you have to launch with three. No, you don't. You really, you can absolutely. You can launch with 30. You can launch with one. You need one. So that was just, if, if you do launch with three, you'll have more than two. 
You know, that like it, it, some uh, people don't just get to one and they go like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this again. Well, I mean, we recommend all the time. I, I recommend all the time. Make a bunch of these before you even get started. So you make sure you know you want to do it. Bingo. Like, you know, it's just you, you go through a lot of trouble, especially for launch. You know, you got to through a lot of effort, a lot of emotion, a lot of your time. You go through a lot of that to get this thing launched. And I just hate to see you do two or three and then, and then, you know, be like, eh, eh, it wasn't that great. I mean, you can, that's great about podcasting. Nobody says you don't, you, you can do, if you want to make three and be quit, that's great. But I just, I think make a bunch of them, have them ready, release them in some, some intervals that work for you and then, um, stick with it if you can. Yeah. Uh, DR says, where did he come up with three? Somebody somewhere said three. You know, and and it was like, oh, okay, it's gospel. Um, uh, in the and book my, writing world, this is really bad in the book writing world too. Everybody's like, you know, number two in Canada on last Tuesday. I <laughs> I, I started a post on because um, I started reading a pod. I started reading a podcast book, and the actual first sentence included the phrase, "I will double your income." And I was like, well, if I'm making a buck, that's kind of easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just so, and I was like, oh, that's, I really was like, I'm going to read this book now because I'm pretty sure it's full of BS because right out of the gate, you've, you've, you're telling me how I'm going to make money with a podcast and not that you can't, but I was just like, oh, I see where we're going with this. And I was like, what else are BS indicators? And one is the, uh, oh, you just said it. Oh, uh, Amazon bestseller. When somebody says uh, I'm an Amazon bestseller, I'm like, so was I. In the blogging category, which is a subcategory yep. of a subcategory, it was like, come on, for about six hours. Yeah, it's like, know, it's like, I got the screenshot. That's all I needed, you know. Well, like, listen, here's another a BS, another BS indicator is percentages in podcasting. Mm. When we talk about because it's like you, you just mentioned this, like, and I mentioned it when we talked about the Bitcoin. If you have two downloads and now you have four, that's pretty sweet. Like from a percentage jump. From a from an actual jump, it doesn't mean anything. I heard some, forget where I was listening to something, and they were talking about a whole bunch of percentages of, you know, I think I think it was in Microsoft's earnings or something like that. And you go, um, yeah, but when when a small company makes a jump, that's so much easier from a dollar perspective than a large company. You know, yeah, make make a you know make more than a double digit increase on a on a billion dollar revenue number. Well. That's a little bit harder than yeah. to do it when you're in the low, you know, in the low thousands or in millions, right? So that's another you know, people, you know, people like, oh yeah, a forty percent increase, a forty percent in increase on what? Like, yeah, let's let's you know talk about let's and unless well, that's not even true in this case. I was going to say, unless you're going to track it month over month, but we got to get we got to stop doing these percentage whatever they are and get to some real numbers. Well, I know when I occasionally would do a poll and I would get, I don't know, 17 respondents. And then you're saying, well, 40% of the people that respond and like, okay, that was really seven people. Like, you know what I mean? yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it stops make it stops making sense at some point. Yeah, you know, you're yeah because you don't want to say the, you don't want to say. Well, I sent out a survey, and a month later, I'm up to 15 respondents, and so you, so instead, you say, well, of the people that responded, 33 percent were blah blah blah, and then 33 percent like, oh wait, you really just had three people 
respond. Right, and everybody right. said one. Yeah, okay, got it. Um, right. Daniel says, to be in the top 3% on Listen Notes means you could still be at the bottom of 87,129 podcasts, according to their stats today. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Tanner Campbell, and here's the fun thing about Tanner Campbell. No, no. Get, is this going to need to be an intervention? Or? No, no, no. Okay, what, okay, and here's right. the, when Tanner Campbell came on the scene, and I've told this to Tanner, I thought he was an idiot. I thought he was. I thought he was a Donald. He was the Donald Trump of podcasting. And let me clarify that before everybody gets triggered. In that he was saying outrageous things that would then lead to him being on somebody's show. He was on my show. He was on Todd and Rob's. But it got my attention, and I've been kind of following him on and off. He does a lot on Twitter, and I started listening to his podcast. And it turns out that you know Tanner has uh, Tanner has changed his mind apparently on some of the Spotify things and this and that. And he's a guy that kind of like me likes to play with stuff. And he actually has invited he and Jeff have invited me on a Twitter space. It's on Mondays. It's called the Podcast Power Hour. To, so to make a long story short, plus I met him at Podcast Movement after we had a pretty major like on uh, Twitter, like we were kind of hacking away at each other and we just kind of like, hey, like, what's your side on that? Oh, here's my side. And we had this thing called a, a dialogue where we both and I was like, oh, I, I see your point. Oh, yeah, I see your point. I don't agree with it, but I see your point. So we've kind of come to the conclusion that in the same way that Evo Terra occasionally will say things that I go, yeah, mm, I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm now like following Tanner Campbell. So he did this experiment to see what does it take to get in the top 100 of Apple uh, charts. And according to, to James Cridlin, he really wishes they would change those to like Apple trending or Apple trends. Cause it's not really a chart, but anyway, Tanner, purposely set up a group that said, I want you to subscribe on this day, you to subscribe on that way. I need like 10 people, blah, blah, blah. To make a long story short, he got on the top, he got in the top 100 with like 24 downloads and 10 subscribers. I'd have to double check myself, but it's, it's much lower than whatever you think it is, which A, let's reverse analyze that. When somebody says, oh, I'm a top 100 podcast. Okay, maybe that's not quite as cool as we thought it was. But I thought it was interesting that he kind of tried to dissect what it was. I still say I know part of the charts because Apple actually has a post somewhere that explains how they they uh, come up with their chart listings. And I remember part of it was how far people listen. And I was like, yes, please put that into the algorithm. But uh, so that's something he's been working on. And I will find it later. But I know he put out a blog post or James put out a blog post from Pod News. Um, about uh, about this, so it's um, it's interesting to to see. And again, where where there is a system, there is a game. Yep. Right. I mean, every system we've set up, podcast awards, no matter who does them, uh, rankings, the, those kinds of things, they, they can all be gamed, right? I mean, there's we, we know that for sure. You know what can't be gamed though is yeah. actual audience engagement. <laughs> like. I can't game you buying something from me or you engaging it with me in the podcast. That cannot, you can't fake that, especially if there's money involved. Right. And so I, I really, I really think that the really, the true mark of engagement is that, is that piece stuff that can't be gamed. And it's tough to game your audience engagement that way. 
Yeah, Daniel says top percent of what? Well, that's what what James did is James then did research on Tanner's research and found that he was like the top 100 of books, which James said isn't even a public category. Like you have to be kind of a nerd to to look at this. And so he said it might show up in arts eventually. But um, and, and yes, if you want to listen to Tanner, he is not a safe for work. He's a guy that's <laughs> he's one of these guys that like, you know, I'm going to drop an F-bomb and if, if for so for those people that that only like if that's a uh what's the word if that signals to you that this person is real because some people are like no man I want f bombs I want f bombs for my podcast consultant Tanner Campbell is your man because uh, that's the way he rolls um, but in, in, he does a show um, Good Morning Podcasters so. And realize that I, I listen to that, and some days I agree, and other days I don't. I thought, well, he did an episode this week. Since I'm sitting here explaining how, you know what, uh, differences of opinion is okay. And apparently, he and Brian Barletta from Sounds Profitable were going <laughs> at each other on Twitter. And he said, you know what? Um, and he, what was weird is he said, look, like his minions, I guess, were all like, let's go get Brian. And he's like, no, don't go get Brian. He's like, we're allowed to have a a difference of opinion. Like, you know, it's, it's all, it's again, it comes down to this weird black and white. You either with me or against me. And if you're against me, you must die. It's like, no, you're, you're allowed to have a difference of opinion. So yeah, let's just have some dialogue. Like, let's just talk about it. It's all right. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. DR has a question. Uh, she says, uh, daytime, you publish your episode in olden days. It was called appointment television, but now that everything is on demand, does it really matter? which day and time you publish. Um, here's the only thing that kind of matters, and the answer is not really in my book, is when you publish, like I publish every Monday at 12.05 a.m. for the School of Podcasting. And so consequently, what I'm told is that Apple then notices that because you're not in Apple until Apple comes around and you get on the Apple bus. When you hit publish, your show says released, but it's not. It's available. It's available to get on the Apple bus, the Google bus, the Amazon bus. It's at the bus stop. That's what your media host does. But until Apple comes by, it's not going to show up in Apple. And that can be anywhere from 20 minutes to 24 hours. So uh, does it matter? In theory, Apple will come by more frequently because it's like, hey, Dave usually is here by 12.05. Let's go see if he's there. That's what I hear. I've never taken the time to uh, to prove that. But I also know for me, as a, a guy who probably has over 100 episodes waiting for him to listen to, it it doesn't matter because I'm listening to stuff that's six months old. Jim, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, two, two ideas. One is uh, post it at a time that works for you. That would be the number. Because if it gets inconvenient, you'll stop doing it. And so... Build a system that works for you, however that is. If it's working for you, chances are, because so many of the downloads are going to come at random times anyways. I don't think it matters. If you do post on a regular day and you're listening, you get your your listeners used to that, don't 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 break away from it. <laughs> Keep doing it. If you're going to do Monday at 6 a.m., make, make sure it's real, like it's, it's realistic for you. If you're going to do Monday at 6 a.m., do every Monday at 6 a.m. So the listeners know they can start... You know, I, I always publish Saturdays about one o'clock. And if my listeners don't get a home gadget geeks episode by Sunday, I start getting emails like, Hey, where's the show? 
right? Because because I, I kind of post it. So so that's one. Two, depending on your audience size and your the way you engage with them and your Google Analytics with them, you may see sometimes that where your audience is more awake or more available to to engage with. And if you're if you're doing more than just posting your episode, like okay, that's one thing, but the advertising of the posting of that episode is something completely different. There may be times that are advantageous for you to post to Twitter or to post to Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, right? Um, that there may be times there, but that's a you decision. That's not an industry decision. It's not like, oh yeah, 7 p.m. in every time zones. There, well, there's only one time zone. You know, that 7 p.m. is rolling. <laughs> so you've got to do the analytics on your kind of your audience and say, hey, as I'm advertising, which I think is, is more important than posting, just to be honest. I mean, you can't have one without the other. But when you're advertising this thing, there may be strategic times. Dig deep into your SEO and, you know, into your, your Google Analytics for your website, which you should have. This is why you should have a website to make sure you know when your audience is awake and the most receptive to what you're posting. And the other, th so realize that if I post every, if I hit release, like I have my media host, in this case, it's Libsyn set to post at 12.05 a.m. on Monday, that means sometimes it'll be in Apple by 12.30. And then other weeks, it may not be there till 1.30 or 2.30 or 3.30. And it's not your media host. And how you know it's not your media host is when you go over to Spotify, who seems to update very quickly, uh, and you see the new episode there, but it's not an Apple, you know it's not your media host. Because if it was your media host, it wouldn't be anywhere. And the, uh, I, well, I'm not sure what it is. If you have a missing persons, don't they have to be missing for at least 24 hours? Is that how that works? Oh, something like that. I so, think it depends. But yeah, I get the point is you have to wait some time before yeah. they'll respond. Yeah. yeah, and that is 24 hours. For Apple doesn't consider it a problem until 24 hours has gone by and it hasn't updated yet. So um, uh, Craig has a great point. He says, hey, if you're watching live on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Pretty please. Yeah, I uh, I put out an episode this week on YouTube and... I had someone approach me that inspired it that said, who's the media host that's going to like do the work? Like who's the one that's going to promote me the most? And I kind of went, yeah, that's not, I mean, granted, you know, there's captive. They all, I think Buzzsprout has different ways they promote people. I know Libsyn has blog posts and you can send in a, um, you can send in a promo. I mean, all the media hosts kind of promote their, their customers. But if you're looking for somebody to kind of like, Hey, I just want to publish and then you go and promote it for me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's your job. And either yeah, you, some do though. Some do. Yeah. I mean, some of the Ooh. networks, Oh, uh, networks I could see. That's yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Like, like, uh, like audio Mac, which nobody knows of. Right. I've but, never heard of it. Yeah. Um, they, they, um, in, in, um, we haven't talked about these guys in a long time. But there's some at the the maybe I'm maybe I better clarify on this. The platform's not doing it for you. It's not like someone's picking up your podcast and advertising it. But on the platform itself is designed to be an advertisement. SoundCloud is one of these ways. When you post to SoundCloud, it's a social network, so people get an opportunity to interact with whatever you're posting that's there. Some do that social better than others. 
and, and so, you know, there's a couple platforms that I post to. I do nothing and I've, you know, I get 90 to 100 listens on those platforms every single week, Dave, and have done nothing to advertise them there. So there's something going on on the platform that's allowing me to get in front of people on the platform. Some do it better than others. Yeah. Um, it, it's a hundred. It's not like it's, sure. it's a hundred. Well, that, it's right, so and, and keep it in if we're talking SoundCloud, probably 50% of those are speaking of them. Yeah. They're, they're spam <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they just laid yeah. off 20% of their workforce. So, um, poor SoundCloud. It's, it's, I don't even want to jump on the, you know, what's good is, um, the, I hate SoundCloud was replaced by, I hate anchor. So I've, I've kind of, yeah, you, it, no, you're right. I, I kind of, right. yeah, you did. <laughs> got that got you off of SoundCloud for sure. And yeah. then, and, and you've been, you've actually been pretty kind to anchor over the last six months or so. Well, it's, it's like you're turning a new leaf. Well, here's like the it. thing. Speaking of that, I had a guy this week. Um, and it's one of those where I was like, he wanted to just, I met him at a, uh, online kind of meetup thing. And he's like, Hey, we should meet sometime and just talk. And I said, okay, what are we like, just for the record, what are we going to talk about? And, and I kind of politely had like, if we're going to talk about podcasting, I, I have a name for that. It's called consulting and you can order some here. No, no, no. I just want to catch up and see if we could help each other. Great. It was a consulting call. And I was like, okay, but here's the thing that I thought was interesting is, and, and this is going to be the school of podcasting's topic. And that is bright, shiny syndrome. And he was willing, he's already on a platform. He found some, it's not even an app yet that's in Brazil. That's supposed to have 75 million people on it. They couldn't take his RSS feed from his current host, but they would take one from anchor. And he was going to move to anchor so he could be on some Brazilian thing that I'd never heard of. I said, okay, let's back up. Well, anytime we make decisions, let's go back to our why. Why are we doing this? Well, I want to start a podcast and probably eventually monetize. I go, okay, um, I don't know anything about Brazil because, well, I live in America and we are geographically challenged. If it's not about America, we kind of don't care. And uh, I said, do people in Brazil have money or are they your target audience? I don't know. I don't think so. I go, so you're willing to move your show from where you have your audience at around to anchor, which you have to ask for an RSS feed. I need to double check that. I keep hearing that. I've not verified that myself, but anyway, anchor who wants you to kind of just promote things in Spotify. I was like, what's in it? It was just all this bright, shiny syndrome of this thing. And I was like, it's, and again, it kind of comes back to this. Oh, you know what I'm missing that if I could just get that microphone, my numbers would go through. If I could just do this, if I could just do that. And I was like, ah, no, no. So you, you'll hear more about that on, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Spoon says, yeah, well, the chat room is having fun today. Uh, being ironic. Um, they're talking about blog talk, not talk shoe. Um, where Tim has been great at this, uh, how, how Tim promotes his show. He puts them on DVDs. Uh, and then he was, <laughs> where's Tim was the other one. He had one about, oh, so I should be quoting um, Chartable, not not Listen Notes, which I found rather humorous. Um, so it's just one of those, you know, it's 
I, I always feel, in fact, in my YouTube video at one point, I put up an arrow that said Dave Jackson Dream Crusher. And I was just like, I I'm just want you to be realistic that, yeah, you know, yeah. that's all. I'm not trying to be. Yeah. Um, but, but realistic doesn't sell. Like, no, let's it just doesn't. Be, let's just be clear. Nobody, like, the hype is what sells. And so that's people get, get all riled up and excited for it and they get out there. It just, it just the crash is a lot harder. That's the problem is when the hype, the bigger the hype, the harder the crash. When they realize, like, yeah, why isn't this working, you know? I can't imagine all of the negative feedback John Lee Dumas got behind the scenes when, you know, cause he was, I mean, he is the ultimate hype man for sure. Mm. And I'm just, I am sure. I mean, a lot of what he says is true and he's, he's been very successful himself and he's launched some successful people, but for every one successful person you launch, there's probably nine that didn't make it because it's, it's, not the formula it's the person right this is what we forget the formulas don't work people work in this kind of thing right yeah people have to do these kinds of things and i just can't imagine the backlash of uh well you told me or you sold me or whatever and it didn't work uh dave i just can't well that that definitely happened we used to call it um uh ray daniel and myself on the podcasters roundtable had john lee dumas on to talk about what we call the dumas effect which was like, hey, man, I'm doing, you know, biking on fire. I'm asking the same seven questions. I'm doing a daily show, and yet I've only made $38.14. Like, podcasting doesn't work. And we're like, no, you're just trying to be John, and there's already a John, and, you know, that whole nine yards. So, yeah, we used to call it the Dumas effect because people would be like, podcasting sucks. Like, why? Because I did everything he said, and it's like, eh. You're, you you kind of missed it. You're you're trying to be John. You should be inspired by John, not not trying to really yeah, do your show. Be your own thing, you know, from that perspective. Do do it your way, right? And it may not be as successful if you, if you do it. Look at uh, what was that show? What was that medical show back in the '90s that was so popular? Uh, doctors. Oh, and uh, some, um, ER. Uh, ER. How many medical shows has that inspired? Like it created a whole genre of its own scrubs. Well, it's comedy, but oh, I love Chicago scrubs. Fire and all right, all the Saint all those yeah, um, all those things, right? Right. And some of them, I don't know, I have never looked at the numbers. Maybe some of them were as successful or more. Um, but they were all kind of versions of that. And the some of those have done have done really well. So I don't want to I don't want to necessarily say you can't be successful with somebody else's format right but because you can i think you can be i just think be yourself in this thing right take somebody else's format and be yourself be be authentic <laughs> marcus will be <laughs> nice quincy uh, <laughs> oh my god so many medical shows well then l- think about the the uh uh, and NCIS, no, oh, what was yeah. the one before it? Um, oh, um, CIS, right? CIS. Yeah. Oh, and there's CIS, CIS Miami, Miami, Poughkeepsie, yeah. Omaha, <laughs> CIS, Omaha, Ann Arbor. So, uh, <laughs> then NCIS. Well, and some of those have had, I mean, look, NCIS, I think, was a spinoff of some of those, and it's actually been more successful than the original in a lot of cases. So it, it is possible, but. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Be original. Well, Miami Vice. 
<laughs> chat room's on fire today they are doing a nice job out there it's very ironic well speaking of charts <laughs> and speaking of doing experiments i did an experiment uh with i i have a show on buzzsprout because i try to have a show on every kind of talked about platform and i did something i've never done i released i think 10 episodes at once to see would like that 10th episode that's like 10th down now in the list get any kind of play? And the answer was, uh, yeah, it kind of does. Uh, and so I wanted to share my screen here. I'll talk about what I'm looking at. So all these were released on August 8th. So it's been a whopping three days, four days, something like that. And so the top one right now, like the the next step, when you log into, it's called uh, Podcasting Resources is the name of the show. It's not a great show, by the way. It's, it's one of those Dave Jackson, yeah, it's like four minutes long. Uh, but anyway, so you can see where the the one that I thought would get the most downloads would be the, you know, the next one. So that would be basically the first episode you see. And that one's called Learn Pod Page for Free. And it got 12 downloads. But the one that got the most was way down in the middle that's called Charts, Charts, and More Charts. And it got 30 downloads in the last three days. Um if we go down here to December, you'll see where this one has 89 because it's been sitting there since December. It's been the the first episode for seven months. So that's why that one's got so many. But you can see 11, 7, 9. So it's interesting. I can see that people are going back and picking episodes based on the title is basically why I kind of did this. A, I wanted to see if any of the old catalog would get any kind of play, and it's getting some. But... I also now see that this is where your titles really, really come in handy because people are like, oh, I want to hear what that one is. So uh, it's an interesting experiment that I uh, pulled off this week. Sweet. But That's cool. Yeah, there are uh, charts. The other thing I'm finding out, if you're looking for a place to uh, grow your show or advertise, that's something else I'm working on, are different places that you can advertise your podcast. There are a, like, more than I thought, tons of pod, uh, newsletters about podcasts. And we've talked about James Cridlin. Um, and and Jim, to your, if we go back to what you had said, um, like who holds himself accountable, James pointed out on a recent episode because somebody else kind of was like, it's kind of weird that you're like, your sponsors are the people you're reporting on. And he goes, well, uh, say that to ACAST because he was the one that was saying, these guys are a bunch of spamming idiots. And yet they were one of his sponsors. So that was kind of his remark to that. And I was like, oh, okay, I get that. Um, so, and I think he's pretty fair. But anyway, there's there's pod news, which you can advertise in. There's one, Find the Pod, I think it is. But there are a bunch of these. If you just Google, uh, Air, um, oh, uh, Ariel, it, it rhymes with this and that. Listen, listen, Blatt. Nissenblatt, something. She works for Spotify. She works for Spotify. She works for uh, Squadcast. She works with Sound Profitable. Uh, there are a bunch of these newsletters, and they're fairly affordable. You know, 20, 30 bucks, and you get in front of like 3,000 people. And then they some of them even show their open rate and things like that. So it's just another place to, if you're trying to get your podcast in front of people. And like the one, I think it's Find That Pod. Dot com. I'll have to remember, um, you know, those are people that are looking for new podcasts. So if you're looking for that, uh, that might be a place versus spending $700 to 
you know, be in Overcast. I think uh, Spotify is a minimum of 250 bucks to advertise there. So uh, earbuds. Yeah, that's uh, Ariel ha- also does the earbuds thing. I just, Ariel I've known of, and I've probably met her at an event. Um, it's it's interesting. If you don't have album artwork, I can't remember you, it, it turns out. Because many times I don't recognize your name, and then I'll see your artwork, and I'm like, oh, I know you. Um and so I started uh, kind of catching up with her in, in, in five, five. I subscribed to her podcast. I listened to that. And, yeah, Tom Webster says newsletters are gold. Yeah, they are. Um, I, I am starting to – here's a novel idea. Uh, there's a great book that I've been talking about, Someday is Today by Matthew Dix. Um, and he talks about the power of 15 minutes because he said uh, he, he had a woman – who contacted him because Matthew's written a number of books and she was like, well, he's in a, a coffee shop and she's like, well, I'm hoping to, you know, get into a log cabin with a, you know, like a nice, um, what do you call antique desk with my favorite Merlot or whatever, you know, getting the perfect writing environment. And, uh, Matthew's like, you're never going to write your book. <laughs> and she's like, why? He goes, because that's just, no. He goes, he Never goes, uh, he goes now, he goes, you weren't really late. He goes, I was probably more early, but look what I did in the 15 minutes while I was waiting for you. And he's like, he's got like three and a half paragraphs of his book. He's like, you kind of just write wherever you are. And so I say that because I've noticed that I listen. I mean, last night I stopped myself. I watched 20 minutes of a Cleveland Browns preseason game. <laughs> and I went, okay, why are you watching not only sports, nothing against sports, but when my goals have nothing to, like, this is not advancing my goals. Now, you might say, oh, it's rest and relaxation. No. If you're a, a sports fan in Northeast Ohio, there's nothing relaxing about your teams, although the the Guardians, formerly Indians, are in first place. Um, so I say that because I'm stopping listening to podcasts that don't bring value, because they might. Because it's on my subject, you know, oh, it's a podcast about podcasting. They might find something that I didn't hear. And I'm like, you know what? I've been listening to the show for a year and a half and I often skip it. So, um, and I'm also, so I'm reading more newsletters and I'm reading more books. Why? Because um, they deliver more value than podcasts. Did I say that out yeah. loud? Some, some do. Let's, some do. Some do. There are some that are just garbage, right? I mean, they just, you, you can tell somebody gave them the advice like, Hey, you should have a newsletter. <laughs> okay. And then you get the newsletter and you're kind of like, uh, I don't know the, you know, and you unsubscribe from it. Right. I mean, then there's those who say they're going to do newsletters. Uh, I'm pointing at myself if you can't see. And then I get three, it's like a podcast. And then I, I, I stop making them. I think they're powerful to Tom's point when you're consistent and you drive great content. Hmm. Sounds a lot like a podcast success, you know, technique. If you're not a good writer and you struggle with writing and it it's hard. I, I was listening to an interview this week on a podcast with, with a writer, and she said, "I'll do anything except write. Like I'll I'll go get a root canal because <laughs> you know I, I don't even need one, but I'm going to go get a root canal because I don't want to write. Right? They're writers. They they if you struggle with this, chances are you coming out with a weekly newsletter or even a monthly maybe a little more than you actually want or can actually do. 
if you can't do it and you need to have a newsletter, partner with somebody, I'm sure there are plenty of people you can pay to do this for you. It is very effective, Dave, to your point. We've had at Gallup, we've had very good luck with our newsletters. And we have dedicated writers. That's their job. They, they make the newsletter every month. And so um, we do monthly. Weekly is just a little too. It's, we, we're, not, we're not reporting on news. You know, it, uh, James wouldn't, monthly would be worthless to him. Right. In fact, he could probably, does his, his daily? His is daily. In fact, yeah. he was talking about how uh, he had Evo on his show because his regular co-host was out. And he was talking about how Evo used to do a daily, you know, podcast modifications. And then he switched to, I think he's bi-weekly. I'm not sure exactly what his new schedule is. And James said, yeah, but Evo, you could batch process podcast pontification. You, you can't batch process the news. No. <laughs> that doesn't work. And so when James, I don't know, does something like, I don't know, get married and takes a few days off, come on, priorities. What the heck? Where's the where's the newsletter? What do you mean? Exactly. Yeah. You should batch process that, at least for a couple of days. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't always have to yeah. be the most current news. You could, James, you could stuff that with some <laughs> fluff. Jeez. Do a couple on. episodes on how Spotify sucks. Well, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but the, here's the, the beauty of a newsletter is especially if you're doing a show where the podcast is the marketing arm of your products and services, which by the way is the number one way you make money with a podcast, not advertising. Uh, but it's when you, somebody opens up your newsletter. So number one, that's hard to do. You know, if you can get 40% of your people to open your newsletter, holy cow, that's amazing. But they are now one click away from doing whatever you wanted them to do. That's the real power. I think of a, a newsletter for me is the fact that you you've got their, their hand is in their mouse and their hand is in their mouth. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, their no, mouse is fun. their mouse is in their hand. And yeah, if you want them to click on something, they're real close to, uh, to doing that. So if you, the other beauty of a, uh, a newsletter is if for some reason an atomic bomb goes off on your podcast. So maybe you're on Jim's house of hosting and, you know, Jim dies and, you know, whatever, the server gets rusty and falls apart, whatever, and there's nobody to contact. What was that one? There was a, a media host that recently went out of business. I forget what it was. It was free. Shocking that a free media host went out of business. But for whatever reason, something has, has gone horribly wrong. You can at least reach out to the people that subscribe to your newsletter to say, hey, remember how we had Dave's House of Smelt? It's now, you know, just find me over here on this website, blah, blah, blah. It's another Sh way to shout engine, shout engine. Yeah. So um, it's also a way for you to, in some cases, these are people that have taken an extra step. They want, they've purposely said, I want more information from you. And this is sometimes where I will say, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Do you have any thoughts on this or that? So sometimes I'll use them my newsletter people at school of podcasting.com slash newsletter to bounce an idea off. Like, is this something you're interested in or have I gone down a rabbit hole that I shouldn't have? So there are all sorts of fun things too. And there there's, you know, um, MailChimp has a free version. Uh, Mailer light, I think is my free favorite version. They let you have, I think a couple thousand people for free. They all eventually have to charge you because, you know, free is not a business model, but, uh, I'm with Jim. If you're not into writing, then don't. I I do a thing because the thing I love about short shows 
and which is now coming up with TikTok. If you watch a bad TikTok, you kind of don't hate that person because uh, they wasted 30 seconds of your life. You know, so I, my newsletter consists of here's what I did this week. Here's what caught my eye. So there's a paragraph. And then it's like, and here are my latest episodes. School of podcasting. Click here. Ask the podcast coach. Click here. Podcast rodeo. And that's it. That's literally it. Here's what I'm working on for next week. So if for some reason somebody opens my newsletter and goes, that wasn't much. Okay. But it took you maybe 10 seconds to read it. And when you open up the second one and you see that it's really a paragraph and a bunch of links, that's kind of what I told you you were going to get. And if you don't want that, then there's the subscribe button. But uh, yeah, um, Tom says it sounds profitable. It's the centerpiece of everything we do. It sounds profitable. It's a smart strategy. I mean, build from as a research organization, you know, that that newsletter keeps people in the know. We do the same thing at Gallup and our newsletters, they become super, super important. And then the podcasts become a support for that. Now, we do it a little bit different in Gallup, but um, the, the podcasts kind of support those initiatives. I think if well done, written well, put together well, and and to the to the exact target audience, man, that that's just gold. Because if they got to opt in to get it, they got to want to get it. They got to stay on it if they want to. You know, in most cases, um, you know, they if they want to keep getting it, they'll they'll stay subscribed. It's a very very hot um, audience from a from a you know an acquisition standpoint. So if you can get it. Do it well. Do it on a regular basis. Get people to subscribe to it. Get it known. Um, I, and it takes a while. Like you, you can't start a pod, You can't. You yeah. might start a newsletter in January and expect in February to have fifteen thousand subscribers. Well, I mean, I guess you could. It depends on your audience, but it takes a while to build those things up. And it depends on how much you promote it as well. The other thing that a newsletter can do, like Jim said, once you build up the audience, is now if you're trying to sell ads on your show. And you go, well, Mr. Advertiser, it's X amount of money to be mentioned in the show. It's X amount of money to be in the show description and X amount of money to be in the newsletter. By the way, we're having a special right now, you know, three months in all three, sign here, blah, blah, blah. And so that's another thing that um, you can monetize, which kind of brings me back to what I was talking about. I'm finding more of these podcasts about podcasting, and most of them have a place where it's like the podcast spotlight of the week. Um. Ariel has something like that in her podcast that I was looking at. And uh, I was like, huh, this is another way to get the word out. If you got an extra 20, 30, 50 bucks lying around. Uh, and again, keep in mind, let's go back to uh, Dave Jackson, dream crusher. Um, you know, you're going to get maybe f- three to 5% of those people that will click on your show and then take three to 5% of those. Maybe, maybe it's a little higher because they, they clicked on the name of the show. They kind of know what they're getting into. But just because you advertise in a newsletter doesn't mean, oh, there it is, 10,000 downloads. That's all I had to do was spend that 30 bucks. So um, it gets a little tricky. But, uh, yeah, I, I should do more of mine every week. Like Friday, that's all I thought about Friday. I should put out a newsletter today. I should put out a newsletter today. And uh, it's Saturday, and guess what didn't happen yesterday? Yeah. So it's, you, you got to plan for it. You got to do it. My, I was meeting with our marketing team on Thursday, Friday, something like that. And one of the, one of my marketing teammates said, you know what I'd really like to see from you? <laughs> I'd love to see more LinkedIn articles. And, uh, mm. that not what I was expecting. Uh, she was like, your LinkedIn reach is pretty profound in what we're doing. And if we could get you writing more, and I, and I said, 
I'm just not a great writer, to be honest. That's not what I love. If we can, if, if you want me to do that, I'm going to need some help. And, um, and so the, um, so with that, then I went back and I thought, you know what, we, we do produ- produce a newsletter, um, that I could just take content from that. It's already, that's our content. I could take that content, modify it, put it in my LinkedIn article and publish it that way. And so I'm going to do some more of that repurposing of that content to still meet that need. And, um, and at the same time, get some content out. Yeah. The, now the one thing that newsletters don't have is tone of voice. And to me, when, uh, when I listened to, I hear things by Tom Webster and I hear the cool, smooth jazz intro, which is actually probably nothing like the actual music. Cause I'm listening at like 1.25 or something like that. Uh, you, you don't get the sarcasm. It's hard to be sarcastic at least from what I've seen in a newsletter, you can do things like bold and italics and things like that. But uh, tone of voices is, is always kind of interesting. It's another, another aspect If somebody said, well, why do you do uh, a podcast about such and such? Um, you know, it's like, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm busy uh, getting rid of a troll. Sorry. I'm, I can't, yeah, no. I, I can't eject no. trolls. And <laughs> no worries. While you're doing that, let me ask the audience a question. And Dave, I'll ask it of you yeah. as well while, while you're taking care of business there. I didn't log in as me this morning, so I can't help you. Sorry okay. about that. Um, uh, the, uh, while I was on my trip this last weekend, listening, I, uh, or driving for 12 hours each way, I listened to a lot of podcasts and Dave, for you or audience, I'm kind of wondering, what do you think your max number of hours in a row is to listen to podcasts? And I, I always, I kind of, the reason I ask this question is mm. I tend to think I enjoy podcasts so much that I, I think in my brain, I could listen to podcasts all 12 hours, like on all the way down, all the way back. I love listening to podcasts. I love the podcasts I'm subscribed to. I listen to them all the time. But I found at one point, I was like, oh, like I had to stop it. Like it would, it caused a physical reaction for me. Like, okay, stop talking. Like I need some quiet. Do you, have you ever come across that day for your, for yourself? Yeah. Or you're like, I just can't listen anymore. Yeah. For me, it's probably somewhere between two and three hours. And mm. it kind of depends on the show I'm listening to. Cause most of the shows I, I listen to are me that I want to almost take notes on. So if I'm listening in the car, I'm like, Hmm, Oh wow. That's a good point. And it's, so it's, it's not just fluffy entertainment that's, you know, this is going to make me laugh or whatever. It's usually stuff I'm trying to learn stuff and your brain can only absorb so much. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I will flip over to Spotify and listen to some music and sing along in the car or whatever, kind of give my brain a break. And then I will go back um, and do that. I will say that because I'm an old uh, deaf musician, Audible, whatever their audio standard is, is not loud enough for me in the car. I have to turn my radio all the way up to listen to an audio book. So I usually listen to podcasts in a car. But for me, it's probably somewhere between two to three hours to where, like you said, my brain's kind of like, enough. I yeah. under- you're giving me information. Let me process this for a bit, you know. Um, and and, and I, like I have a reaction to it. Like at one point I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> like 
I, I got to do something different. I can't. And it, for me, it's like four hours. That is, that seems to be the, in the talking, I actually have a kind of a negative reaction to it. I'm like, okay, I need quiet. Like I just stop. I need that stop talking. So that was a, as I was, you know, as I was listening to, you know, I go four hours, then I'd probably go two listening to the radio and then come back for some more podcasts. I was kind of wondering, is that a, is that a me limit? Is that a, you know, Craig in the chat says he has no limit when he gets bored. Uh, he just changes genre and I do two still have a limit. He says he's really multitasking and not listening. Well, that's not Craig. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, while I'm driving, I'm listening. I, I told you, Dave, I was listening to through line or um, radio lab. Those are my two favorite NPR podcasts. And I was, coming out of Dallas. And the next thing I knew I was on the other side of Oklahoma city. <laughs> if you've driven that before, you know, that's a significant di- difference or, or distance. And I, it, I was like, how did I get this far? I must've been so locked into what was going on with the podcast. Cause I know I didn't sleep. I was driving. <laughs> so, um, I must've been so locked into the content that I just kind of blocked everything else out. Um, and one, I know you, you probably have a pretty good podcast if you can get your listener in that kind of flow, right? Well, that's that's the other thing that will trigger me to stop listening to podcasts or as Craig does is I will um, move to a different one is if I'm listening to somebody's podcast and all of a sudden I find myself thinking about the next episode I'm going to record or for whatever reason, my brain has wandered. I'm like, oh, that's not fair. This person you know, put their time and effort into this podcast. I'm not even paying attention to it where part of me then thinks maybe it's not that good, but there were just times when my I'm, you know, ADD takes over and I will stop listening there because I'm like, nah, I'm not really doing that. And that's when I'll try music or I'll go to a book or something like that. Uh, Uncle Marv here says uh, in the car is where I have the most focus, but the two to three hours is my max. I'll switch to music for about 20 minutes and then go back to podcasts. That's exactly what I do. I don't know. It's just like I said, it. my brain needs a break after a while. I can't listen to podcasts on planes. It's the weirdest thing. It's too, like, yeah, you're just sitting there and I, I can't, I, I, I actually don't have the focus that you'd think you'd have on a plane. It's crazy. But driving a car when I'm the one driving, oh man, I can listen. Well, four hours is yeah. <laughs> apparently the most. Uh, Craig says he doesn't think he's driven ever more than three or four hours straight. If he drove five hours, he'd end up in the you sea. See, yeah, that's the problem yes, when you're overseas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a small island or small country from that standpoint. Yeah. I remember in Texas, I was in Fort Worth and I had to drive to Houston and it was six hours. And the whole time I'm like, are we seriously still in Texas? It's the same. And it's just from, from, from Houston to Dallas. No. Yeah. yeah Houston to Dallas. Right. Yeah. And it's, it looks exactly the same the whole way. Yeah, like there's no, nothing changes. You're like, oh, you know, and listen, Texas, Texas friends, you guys have some weird freeway <laughs> like, you know, in the rest of the United States, you have an exit in Texas. You have eternal exits because <laughs> they have freeways and then they have roads that go by the freeway. Really? Yeah. And you can get off and on and and it's Texas, what are, you, what are you thinking? It makes it really weird because you're like, oh, over there, that's where I want to go. And then you can't because you have to like drive another four miles. Yeah, you got to take an exit and do a roundabout. About, yeah. Right, to turn, you, you turn around and come back at it from the other direction. You're like, oh, yeah. All right. All right. And they say it's more efficient, but it's the only state that does, does that. Does that? It's a Thanks, Texas, Texas thing. Yeah. 
But speaking of our Texas friends, we also have friends out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, Jim, did you get to hear this on the, on the show? Um, this is, we, 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 yes. we spotlight yeah. a, a random awesome supporter and I can hear the buzz already. Mm, doesn't that sound great? Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, get back. we'll get past it. Alexa, open awesome supporters. Okay. Let me pick from askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. It's ed at soniccupcake.com. There we go. So go see Ed over at soniccupcake.com. And Ed, thanks for being an awesome supporter. If you would like to try PodPage, well, go over to trypodpage.com. And uh, if you want to learn PodPage, you can learn it for free at learnpodpage.com. Ask the Podcast Coach runs on that. It's my favorite platform for that. If you just need more Jim Collison, and, and isn't that just an everyday occurrence, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast, well, hey, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, uh, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. I do want to say that I was a bad boy and did not do my homework this morning. We had somebody sign up. And I, I remembered it at the moment, and I was like, oh, wait, I need the big ooh-ah, ooh-ah music and the big – and I was like, you know what? We're going to welcome them next week. But that doesn't mean we don't need you to subscribe. So go over there and, and sign up, and you will be part of that big ooh-ah, ooh-ah celebration next week. So, but I, uh, I like the use of that technology. It does – last week you muted the, the wake name, yes. and you didn't mute oh. it this week. Oh, I totally forgot so you, about that. My apologies up. to everybody that just went. I don't know if I can help with that. Yeah, that's. Well, a, I wonder what happened to the other the other devices. The we call her the A lady is what we say. Uh, I wonder what a, what what it, what happened. A dr. It fired it off for you. Tell us in the chat what what happened. Yeah, she probably said I can't help you with that or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Because it's a skill you're using to do that, right? It's yeah, a, it's um, an Amazon skill. Yeah, there's a thing. You can basically make your own. They're called blueprints. And I took a blueprint that said random name. And it, the idea is you put your kid's name in it and then say, Who's ta- whose turn is it to wash the dishes? And uh, I just put in a bunch of names. And then I had to spell out things like Sonic Cupcake, D-O-T-C-O-M, you know, dot com. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's what she said. Yes, it's I I can't help you with that. So (laughs) that could be both ways. That's what she said. Yeah. Well, the fun thing was I got tired of first. I switched her to a man's voice who had like the total five o'clock weather guy, you know, hey, it's uh, windy. And that was weird. And then I turned it off to where now when I say, hey, you know, lady in the tube, uh, turn off the light and it just goes bing. And I was like, well, now I kind of miss her voice because it's just bing. I'm like, hmm. So I can't can't find that happy medium. Uh, here is a, a fun one that sometimes people make this harder than it needs to be. Uh, and that is, how do I set up the Rodecaster Pro to record a Zoom call? It says, I'm recording my first podcast via Zoom, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to record it. I have a Rodecaster Pro. My co-host does not. Doesn't matter. My co-host has the Zoom app, which is great. Should I run my audio through the Rodecaster to my laptop via USB and have the Zoom call app record the session? Yes. Or 
Should I run my audio through my Scarlet interface? Nope. Into the laptop via USB? Nope. And run the audio from my laptop out to the Rodecaster Pro? I guess you could do that, but there's a better way, which is why I'm bringing this up. Or is there a better way where the Rodecaster Pro can record everything? Uh, the Rodecaster Pro is the original version. Thanks in advance. Um, only I will be recording the audio. And this is where people, like right now I'm in the StreamYard, and it doesn't matter if it's StreamYard, Zoom, Skype, whatever. You go in and you say, hey, my my microphone is the Rodecaster, and my speakers are the Rodecaster. So in this case, Jim is on channel two. I'm on channel one. Now, if I had, if Jim had, you know, another person in the room, they'd both be on channel two. You know, I can't get multiple tracks that way, but you basically just set it up so that you're on channel one and then they are on channel two. You can record it there and then record it in Zoom because you always, always, always want to have two recordings going because the more important the guest on the Zoom meeting, the better the chance that Zoom is going to eat that because that's just the way it works. And that way you've got a backup on the Roadcaster or if you're using a Zoom PodTrack P4, something like that. Or if you're doing Zoom and you have Hindenburg Pro, you can say, hey, Hindenburg, listen to my microphone on channel one. And in the Pro version of Hindenburg, there's a an option for other communications. And that would be your guest on Zoom and they would be on channel two. So again, a, a way to get two recordings of that because it just never fails that the more important... Uh, Jim, how many, do you know how many, uh, episodes you've lost doing different shows? Have you lost any? Um, hmm, maybe just one, maybe just one. Most of the time it's because I forgot to hit record. (laughs) Well, that's why I always tell, that's why I always tell you like, make sure you hit record, but no, uh, yeah, maybe one or two where, where I didn't, we, we relied on one thing, maybe in the old Google hangout days. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever lost anything on StreamYard so far. No, I think I, we've. I think we've had a perfect. I've had a perfect record so far. Yeah, that's true. Uh, for me, I usually tell people four hundred episodes somewhere in the first four hundred. Yeah. If you're just using one device. Yeah. And the reason I say that is I remember when Mark Marin was like at episode three eighty nine or something like that, and he used to record directly into GarageBand. I think is what he was using mm. and he, he lost it. The, whatever the episode was just was like, sorry, not coming back. And so, uh, you know, that's when I was like, ah, oh, you gotta have a, gotta have some sort of portable recorder going or something like that. Uh, you know, go that route. Steven, um, Oh, well, hold on, hold on before we, before yeah. we move that comment. Okay. So if it's one in 400, right. Isn't it easier just to re-record one than to set up a whole bunch of redundant systems? Like, well, you know, I, I, I get it. It always happens on the most important one. Right. And that's and the keys are always the last place you look. Right. I mean, <laughs> it, it, right. That's kind of <laughs> okay. So I, you, you, there's, there, is there a point of diminishing return of having all these systems only for one in 400? That seems, I don't know. That's, that's maybe a little debatable. Yeah, if I don't record duplicate, if it's just me, like if I'm doing a solo show, no duplicates. Why? Because it's super easy for me to do it again. But the the worst, the the one that I finally that inspired this always record duplicate thing was man years ago, and I was um, talking to Paul Culligan, and we had this phenomenal conversation, and I forget the name. It was a Skype recorder of some sorts. 
and we get done and I hit stop and it just, everything froze and just, (laughs) you know, you're like, ah, and so I called Paul back on Skype and he's like, are you doing the call of shame? I go, I am doing the call of shame. He's like, all right, one more time with feeling. And we talked about the exact same thing, like same questions, same answers, like even, even maybe a little more efficient. It wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. And it was like, ah, so I might've waited. I might've waited a couple of weeks before I re-recorded that. Cause if you do it same day, it's you're you're right. The second time is never as good. It just isn't. You can't, you can't force that. You can't force that first time. Right. Yeah. It just, and so that's when I was like, "Hmm." and then, um, when I recorded Adam Curry, so that was one I'd been chasing for years Mm -hmm. and I think my roadcaster took a a crap on me on that one. And luckily I had, we did that on Squadcast. So I was like, it just, for yeah, me. It never fails. Never yeah. fails. Yeah. But, and especially it, I guess it depends on your setup. Like me, for me to record a duplicate is pressing a button. Cause I'm always going through the roadcaster. Um, or if I was using the zoom pod track, I'd always use, it's always, that's my interface basically. So I guess the tricky part would be if I was using something like a uh, vocaster from StreamYard. Oh, great! Uh, oh, we're almost done. The uh, I have a air show in oh. uh, in the neighborhood. I felt like I was in a war zone yesterday. <laughs> it was great fun. But if I was using a vocaster, I would probably have some sort of output to a recorder just again to record a a stereo mix of everything just in case. So uh, the other thing I, I thought we could talk about just here at the end is our lovely troll that was in uh, the chat room today. Then if you noticed, I ignored the first thing he said. I was like, all right, don't feed the trolls. That's typically how, that's typically my answer. Don't feed the troll. And uh, because that's what they want is they want attention. So if I had said whatever, or even type something, I completely ignored the troll who was saying rather lewd and crude things in the chat room. And when he put up the second one, I was like, all right, it's time to, Time for you to leave. So uh, the general rule for me is ignore the troll. Uh, but as um, as I had said, uh, they want attention. So when we completely ig- ignored that person the first time, then they repeated, you know, hey, I'm doing a newsletter and then lewd, crude, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I get it. So, you know, it so, happens. Somebody, it happens. We, we, I'm surprised we don't get more, just to be honest with you. Well, you especially know. when we've got, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join scrolling yeah. across the bottom. Yeah. I'm really surprised we don't have people that come on and go, listen to my show and blah, 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 blah and then leave. So, yeah. But, yeah. You, you did a pretty good job of getting them out of the chat room pretty fast and banning well, them. You can, you can, Google gives you some tools to be able to do that. And, you know, there's a bunch of folks in the chat room who didn't even notice. I'm surprised because when I read it, I was like, does that say, yeah, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, but um, you know that may have blocked it. Uh, YouTube is doing more to block those kinds of things. You may have seen that, but it may not have made its because you're you're an administrator. Oh, so it may not have made its way to actual chat. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of folks are saying they didn't. They didn't even see it. Yeah, I, I was looking for it earlier. I saw you remove them, did but you, I didn't see them. I didn't so see you, that okay, because he was yeah. he was talking about. Um, yeah, well, you don't have to repeat. Yeah. It. <laughs> You don't have to repeat it. <laughs> we banned him because he yeah, said, said so that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. It's 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 we. Uh, you know, I had that happen at, at Gallup one time where, uh, and it was racist. 
and it was horrible. And of course, somebody captured the thing. They did a screen grab of the thing. Like, I mean, I was in there hammer to, to get it out as fast as I possibly could. And of course, one of the listeners screen grabbed it and sent it to me. I was like, how dare you allow? And I'm like, well, I was removing it. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the middle of something and I was removing it. Right. And they, they, it must have maybe been there for 10 or 15 or 20 seconds. So it wasn't there very long. And they spelled out a word that I, I won't mm. repeat down, yeah. you know, down the thing. And so that made it even harder to get rid of because I had to remove right. each one of those going, you know, but, and I'm, I'm really surprised. Um, you know, we do some big, I think we had 750 live the other day. Well, let's say 500. We had about 500 live the other day. Those show up on spammers radars. Right. So the bigger your live thing is going to be, you probably better be ready to, to get rid of the spam when it comes in. Yeah. I did want to answer. I, I'd started this. This is from a while ago. Um, DR had asked, is your host the only trustworthy place uh, to get your stats only is kind of a strong word there. I, cause if it's not, then it's pod track or like blueberry is IEB certified. And I've heard Todd say that when you use their redirect, they had to do more stuff to get IEB certified via a redirect. So there's more to it, I think, than your, your standard stats. So I would always, if your media host is IEB certified, that's where I would go. That's, I always get confused. I see people at Lipson that will literally, uh, have chartable, they will have pod track, uh, maybe even pod sites. So when you hit play, it goes to that person who sends it to that person who sends it to that person who finally sends it to the media file. And I do go, you do realize that's three places that your show can break now. And like, what are you getting from these extra stat places that you're not getting from your media host? So uh, I always kind of scratch my head on that. I think some people are like, oh yeah, but they can help me find sponsors. I'm like, um, According to your stats, you have 27 downloads. You you might be a little premature on that. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I would always start with stats. And if you're using, like I, I somebody asked about anchor stats in Facebook. So I was like, what are anchor stats? I haven't even looked. And they don't give you much. They give you like how many downloads and I think what app people are using on and maybe geographic, which kind of in a way is like, what else do you need? You know, uh, they also give you, because they're owned by Spotify, um, demographic stuff. Cause Spotify has that, how many male or female and things like that. And you can see that in your, your Spotify stats as well. So, um, so thanks for that, that question. And, um, Jim, what's going on at, uh, the average TV took the week off this week. So, uh, so nothing out there, but we had Dan Lefebvre on the week I was off and uh, Dan and I spent some time talking about cameras and some other cool, tech stuff. And so if you want to hear Dan do something other than based on a true story podcast, uh, you can catch him home. It's out there right now, homegadgetgeeks.com. And on the school of podcasting, it's weird. I'm, I'm hoarding uh, interviews because those are, I'm going to use one while I'm at podcast movement because I realize I'm not doing an episode that week. Uh, so I think I'm going to talk a little bit about what I talked about today. I have a couple other examples of, of shiny uh, syndrome where people do things based on, Oh my gosh, uh, that. So I, I kind of did a little bit of that today on the show. So that's coming up along with some insights on the mental part of podcasting. How do I keep mentally positive when, well, things are hard and I'm like, well, I got some, some answers for that as well. So that's coming up on the school of podcasting. 
I uh, want to say thanks to everybody out in the chat room and thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co and Dan over at based on the true story podcast.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, you can do that. Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And there was something else I was going to mention and I can't remember what. Oh, we're here every Saturday. Oh, wait, uh, podcast movement. Yeah, are we going to be here? That because that goes up until Friday. Are we? Are we back? Uh, yeah. So the twenty seventh, yeah, is a no go. I will not. Okay. I will not be here. So I should have said that at the beginning of the show. But yeah, taking I'm, a break, and you're not going to live stream or anything from podcast movement. No, I, I will be yeah. probably hoarse and half dead. So yeah. and hopefully good, COVID good free. So good. yes, <laughs> that's good the goal. Call. So good call. thanks to everyone. We will see you next week uh, every Saturday at ten thirty a.m. Eastern on Ask the Podcast Coach. So. We'll see you next week.